want to. What's the what? Oh wait, we already started. I'm gonna wait. Hey. All right. What's Hello. <laughs> it's World of Controversy podcast. Oh, we yeah. are here. I'm yes, telling we you are. guys yes, right we now. We are here. It's episode 14. I'm super excited. It's yes. your brother Germ Griffin, and we got Julian Rob on the track. Julian Rob, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm a little late today. I'm been all over the place. Um, you know how it is, Rob. You know. Oh yes, yes. Um, we have two nice, beautiful guests for y'all today. <laughs> Great guests. I told y'all we were gonna get special guests today. Oh, there you go. Yes. I told them we were gonna get a special guest today. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, we- Rob. What are we talk about today? And if our guests could maybe introduce themselves, um, that would be great. Actually, yeah. Yeah. What's up, y'all? My name is Namara. What's up? <laughs> hey, I'm Sonovia. That's that's who I am. Do y'all want more inter- more information, or no, we just keep chicken no, kicking with no. the names? Right, Namara cool. and kicking it with the names. Sonovia. Namara no, we, and Sonovia. Right, we both got different names, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's it's good to have you two here on this podcast. You guys don't know how much of a blessing this is to come on this podcast, the World of Controversy podcast, where we talk about all forms of controversy on here. (laughs) Yes, yes. And today's going to be a controversial episode. Episode 14, we never thought we were going to make it, but we are here. You can follow us at WOC underscore podcast on Instagram. You can follow me, Germ Twix, G-E-R-M-T-W-I-X, on Twitter. Rob? This is J-Rob right here. You can follow me on Instagram, jwizzle underscore. Very good, very good. And our two Philly artists, where can they follow y'all? You can follow me um, on Instagram at I am Sanovia. That's S-A-N-O-V-I-A. And you can follow me at I am Namara. I am oh. N A M A R A H. And no relation between the no, two. No, right? I knew he was about to go. <laughs> no, there. yo, why? I knew he was about to go there. Oh, yeah. you, you're both light skinned You both have locks, and you both have I am in front of your name. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. Too, it's yeah. like, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, but, but, I mean, y'all, y'all do look alike. Yeah, as soon as. <laughs> As soon as y'all I said that, I am. Just, I'm, like, no, I'm just playing well, we, with y'all. Well, we do though. a lot of work together. We are best friends. So okay. well, there's that. Good. So, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of work together as well, which we'll probably tell y'all about as well. So, okay. You know, somewhere Great. Next, so don't worry. Great. Some people yeah. think me and my cohorts are brothers. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it didn't make yeah, it. Yeah. So um, ain't no one say that, man. Um, I think somebody did say that. Right, that was you. Anyway. Stop crying. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> okay, see, this episode already getting crazy. All right, this episode already getting crazy. Let me tell you guys what we're talking about. We're talking about Meek. We're talking about Meek. Everyone talking about Meek, but I want to defend Meek a little bit today, and we're talking about whether or not this man should have said what he said about Kobe Bryant. Um, was it too soon? Was it not soon enough? Um, how controversial was it? Um, should we have canceled him? Should we not have? Um, what are we talking about? Like, all right, here's the thing, man. Meek, what he said in his song about Kobe. I mean, it ain't nothing new. People always mention like a dead celebrity in their song, even though like, you know, Kobe was a year ago, but January twenty sixth. Yeah. Exactly. But it's nothing new, though. So I don't think we should cancel Meek just because of that one mention. Okay. 
Okay. What, what was the? Can you remind me of what the mention was? What's the? What, what did Meek say exactly? Hold on. Rob's I'll have to. I need, I need the. I need the, the quote. I need the the, the, the actual yeah. the actual, actual quote. lyric. Yeah. I, I got you. That's Hold what on. I need. Yeah. So Lil Baby released a snippet and it features Meek. And mm-hmm. the snippet, you know, nowadays I think they're maybe even less than thirty seconds. Um, the snippet was part of Lil Baby's verse, mm-hmm. and then I think it gets to the part Meek Mill's rap. Mm-hmm. And um, in the lyric, um, he he mentions Kobe. Um, you know, Rob. Hold on, I'm looking for the verse. What? <laughs> okay, so she's reading it right now. That's the reaction. She's reading it right now. Can you read it out loud? Okay. In the track, Mill Raps. This B, I'm not going to cuss on y'all's podcast here. Very good. This oh, B, yeah. I'm effing, always tells me that she loved me, but she ain't ever showed me. Yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'd be another Kobe. Dang. Yeah, dude. And man. if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'd be another Kobe. I don't understand why why that line was necessary. Wait, what he lacking? Um, I think he's referring to the ops. Mm. The ops getting him if he lacking. Like, oh, I caught him lacking. I caught this boy lacking. Then the ops gonna get you. I don't know. But he's talking about it's in the context of him effing another girl, and he's saying if I if I ever Uh lack, I go out in my chopper. I'd be another Kobe. Yeah. So like he, he is he trying to refer to. And call me silver lining, Novi, sometimes. But is he trying to refer to... <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see the silver No, 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 lining. no, no. Is he trying to refer to he's just exiting the situation with said young woman because he's lacking in that... Spe- like, I don't, I don't... I think that even when I was listening to the Joey Bunnen podcast, it, it's very clear to me that he... The first bar has absolutely nothing to do with the second yeah, okay. bar. Okay, okay. Except that's for I, the yeah. fact no that they rhyme. Except, so, for, the except fact, for the fact that they rhyme. So, and that's horrible. Yeah. So, so, it, yeah. so again, um, I have my feelings about cancel culture. I do too. And that's like a whole other conversation that we might be able to go to later. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just like common sense that there are certain things like um, I, I feel like the, the line and the choice to use that line looks like something that I would see more in like a not a not saying battle rap culture right but it's like you right. just take in what you can to throw at a at right. a in, in that it, it's right. it's not necessary um for me my thought process is if you have to always use shock value mm-hmm. to come and create some some beat that's fire because you didn't know the line just sit down and just wait for a better line to come don't just like it's it's like I don't understand why we gotta why we have to run with the thing that maybe right. seems um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh appropriate to the timeline. Right. Just because it's pop culture doesn't mean it needs to be a pop reference. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Snaps, my friend. Oh That's I, a really I like good point. I like how you put that. Um interesting. Rob, what what were, what was your first like reaction when you heard that though? My first reaction when I heard this, I'm like, um, because I heard it off of Instagram. I'm going to keep it real. Off of Instagram, I heard people was going in on it. And I'm like, uh, I first, I was first like with them. And then I'm like, nah, people do this all the time. 
And then I was talking to one of my boys, and he said somebody else, another rapper, mentioned Kobe and their verse, and nobody went off on them. Mm. Interesting. Who, who's the other rapper? Do we know who this other rapper was and oh, what the man. line was? I, for, right, right, I forgot. Right. Um, I, I also just wonder, is it just the timeliness of it? Because it's okay. literally just past the one-year anniversary? It's literally too soon. You're, right, it's just too, like, some things are just too soon. Like, right. not saying that he couldn't have said this five years from now or yeah. maybe even two years from now. But first off, we're still living amidst COVID, which means everybody is still, like, we all still sensitive about a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And Kobe happened at the pretty much right Beginning, before COVID, yes. like, hit us about a month later. So I'm just wondering if it's really just a timely, like, is it really a poor taste of, like, words? Or is it just, it's out of time? Like, right. you need you needed to wait another year for that meat you or whatever it is. Right. You could have just written something else. Right. Or that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not right. trying to give him an excuse. But again, like, I'm just like, right. is right. it, are people more sensitive about it? Because literally January 26th was like five five minutes ago. I mean, I'm being traumatic, but it was five, five minutes, minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, can I say, um, when we had other artists that passed and there were songs mentioned about them like years later, like a year later or whatever, um, nobody was really that sensitive before, like, in the past. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I just don't think that it's necessary to to reference people's personal lives in art unless well, it's, unless the person... But here's the thing. Like, it's not even about him dying not your story. or passing away. Yeah. It's about... It's about you talked about the way he... Like, a helicopter. Right. Uh, mm. Yeah. And also that's, that's just that simply in poor goes. taste. Mm-hmm. Like, in reality. Okay. Like, I think you, like, to your point, yes, you can talk about somebody who passed away. You can talk about an artist. You can mention them. Maybe make a little joke or whatever it is. Right. But if you're literally talking about, first off, what we what we know to be an accidental helicopter crash. Uh-oh. Mm. Then, oh. <laughs> um, he said, uh-oh. There's some controversy said, oh. there. want to get that controversy started, Rob, <laughs> early. Oh, we ain't go there on this episode. That's another episode. Do we have time for it? Do we have time for it? I said what we're talking about as a, that's why I put it in. I mean, allegedly it was accidental. I mean. But um, why do we every time, I feel like every time somebody (laughs) big passes away, we always put allegedly in front of it. Like it's an act. Everything is, was purpose. Well, y'all want to, y'all want these. Folks always like to have the, like the conspiracy theories though. You know, we we got conspiracy. I feel like like we got somebody back here. I feel like he got plenty of words to say. (laughs) (laughs) Right, 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 right. He has plenty of words to say. I know he does. So we got another guest in the building. You want to see? We got. Yeah, I he said yes. Y'all, you mind him sitting <laughs> that was, that was here? I whole, would love for him to sit here. That was a whole hard nod. I know he has things to say. So we got someone else in the studio. I told y'all this was a guest, <laughs> a, a special guest, a oh, special man, episode. You know what I mean? Uh, brother, what's your name and what you got to say? My name is Tracy with Tracy Shot Me. And um, mm-hmm. the things you guys touched on with uh, the Kobe, I think it falls on, let's think about the individual. Okay. So mm. people have a respect for Kobe on another level, as opposed to if you make a joke about, let's say, let's say, Rick James passing or something like yeah. that, or mm. or OJ or you know someone that's not up there because we got people throwing um what Kobe shots in the trash can, yeah. so and he's loved all around the world, so yeah. I think that plays a factor in everyone's reaction to Kobe's okay. in this okay. rap, so. Yeah. No me, Kate, whatsoever in the internet outrage. You don't think there's any type of meek, anti-meek hate? Oh, I got something to say about that. 
I mean, there's always going to be anti. Yeah. You think? Okay. And Meek has been getting a lot of backlash since that whole since nine incident when they met up. Right. Everything. I mean, was it the right conditions or was it just the bar? That that's maybe maybe that's how I need to ask that. Well, think about this. Say if uh, Drake said the same thing, he would still get the same heat. I think the regardless if it's six nine Meek Mill Drake, if they say something in regards to Kobe, where most people hold him to this this standard. That's where it comes in. Hey, you treading on thin water. There's the black community protects certain individuals, and Kobe's one of those individuals. So, right, right. Mm. Wow, wow. So there is gatekeeping in uh, in hip hop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So as a Philly artist, um, what what do you have to say about a fellow Philly artist like speaking? I mean, not the truth, obviously, but speaking their mind on a media that they've always been speaking and like people actually getting mad about that because this is a new for meek mills he actually released um burn on um 11 years after 9 11 remember that song with big sean let that burn let that burn that was released on september 11th 2012 yeah so i mean he's been doing this for a while so as a philly artist what do you have to say um, well, I don't want to ever speak for all Philly artists because okay. I'm just me. But um, at the end of the day, artistry and just being a writer is there's always some level of controversy that's going to be interesting, right? Like there's, I I've been told that I'm controversial because the music that I'm writing isn't necessarily gospel. It's not necessarily CCM, and it's not necessarily like R and B. Like where does it actually fit? And somehow that's controversial to somebody. They're like, well, you can't call it gospel music. It's like, okay, that's yeah. fine. But at the same time, I'm not changing, right? Okay, right. So there's a mm. certain level of behavior that any artist, like once they decide like that's who they're going to be, then right. you expect them to be consistent right. with who they are, right. you know? Right. But at the same time, it's, I can't help but liken it to we have a lot of different cu- culture references with Kanye and how he will say things, and it's his, it, yep. and it's, and he has a history of being controversial, and yep. we, we, he, and yet we still, we exactly. still talk about him. We still listen to his music. We exactly. still yep. rock his, we still rock his wear. We still, he's still popular in conversation. Like yeah. yet, yet, you know, we have these different um, mixed standards depending on what it is. The, you know, we do pick and choose. Yes, we do. We, yes, we definitely we pick and choose. And uh, she pointed out a couple of great things that I wanted to say is um, it's about marketing as well. You think Kanye does some crazy stuff around when the album release is about to come out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you look yeah. at his history, when it comes to like the beef with, uh, what was it, Jay-Z or when it comes to he had, of course, the beef Taylor Swift 50 stuff, cent. 50 yeah. Cent. Like yeah. it's all like marketing, you know, so yeah. it's, it's part of the game. And also thinking about identity when it, when it comes to music, what was it? Um, who was the country guy at the old town road little nice yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying then the country music crowd was like that's not country that. yeah so like when you start to identify and you coming out with a different um you know a different perspective within that genre that's mm-hmm. when that controversy comes like namar was saying so it's uh those are two things that she pointed out yeah she's on point very people nice. are always gonna stir the pot and there's always gonna be a pocket of people who are gonna be upset and it's 
for musicians, I feel like musicians will always get the flack for it, regardless of what the content wow. is. Wow. Wow. Because if you see a visual artist who's doing performance art, we're going to say, oh, that's really deep. Let's have a discourse about it. Like, right. Let's really, really talk about it. Right. But if a musician, especially if they're mainstream and they're doing pop culture, like, how dare you? Right. Right. How dare you say this thing? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Episode 14, y'all. We got some really good guests. We're talking about Meek Mill and Kobe Bryant. I'm telling you, um, I thought about this, and it's funny because my initial reaction was someone calling me. I'm not on Instagram all week, um, but someone called me who was a Kobe fan, who is another Philly artist, and he's like, yo, the internet really chopping Meek up and stuff. Um, it's it's crazy. You know, he just, you know, and we both agreed. We made the statement. I don't know if you both are natives to Philly. All of y'all are natives. But we said this is kind of like regular Joe Schmo Philly speaking almost. Um, and I think me and Rob actually also agreed that we could hear this stuff just spoken on almost like local tracks. And we already know Meek Mill comes from the deep underground battle rap scene mm -hmm. of Philadelphia. So nothing about this was really alarming to me. Nothing was um, out of character for him. And um, I just thought, you know, I, and again, we just had the N-word episode, but I'm going to say it. This isn't like any Philly nigga. As some people would say, it, some people would use that term. It sounded like any Philly nigga. And that's something to say. I don't like saying it like that, but it's almost like <laughs> yeah. any black male from Philly would have said almost something very similar. Now, they would have got some slack from, like, the crew they're with, but at the same time, yeah, this almost would have flew, like, with no type of... Uh, <laughs> It's what happens behind closed doors. Yeah. It's, it's, it's happening in it's it's the music that people are, are saying when they're just chopping it up and in the jam studio. Okay, right, right. right? Like right, you're just yeah. like you're here and you're like, okay, yeah, like this is this is okay, I'm laughing at or not laughing, not right. not particularly in that line, but just right. like this is oh, this is what I'm gonna just pull from. Right. But my my there's a certain level of standard that you have when you when you are influencing more than just your Philly crew, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, like you, Meek has transcended just the Philly community. Right. He's not just a Philly artist anymore. Right. And so when you recognize that that's the new playing field, the rules are going to change a little bit. And mm. you have to be, and like everybody is cognizant of that. Like you can't act like you don't know. Right. You know, like you can't right. just say, oh, well, this is what my crew here and like they understand this in my vernacular. It's like, no, you have a larger responsibility now. You have a larger spe a, a larger community that you speak to, that you're influencing, that people are riding for right. you, like putting their money behind you, like really like really supporting you. Right. And it's like th the marketing aspect is like, OK, my constituents, right, getting political, but my constituents are like here supporting me. And so they're going to have right. something to say. Right. Exactly. You got to just no. be okay with that, though. That, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. That's that's very true. Rob, you got something you want to say? Um, I just want to say that, man, this whole Meek Mills thing, I think it's crazy how everybody's, like, taking it. But I, I do understand, like, we, we all still mourning the death of Kobe, right. which was, like, January last year and um and I respect Kobe. I respect Meek. I know um Meek didn't really like try to be disrespectful with it. 
I also know how um, Kobe wife did say something about it too. Yeah, he, yeah. I wanted to tweet. hop yeah. in on that. A yeah, little she bit. she did tweet it at me. Now she she, she came out respectfully, and she has the right to um say what she said too. She didn't appreciate me um mentioning Kobe in her line. I mean, she lost her husband, so she has the right to say oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, oh she didn't yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I think the number one person. She is the number one person that could say that too. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. If anybody could, right? Mm-hmm. You can read what she said. Okay, I just was trying to like read the eye of contact. <laughs> here. Oh. So I was like, oh, mm-mm. all right, cool. Oh. So this is what Vanessa put. She was like, "Dear Meek, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful. Period. I am not familiar with any of your music, but I believe that you can do better than this." And then she continues to write, if you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect intact. Interesting. Interesting. Now, she has to write as she is grieving. And she not only just lost her husband, but she lost her daughter. daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she lost her daughter. Even mm-hmm. if she came disrespectful, it would still be understandable because she is grieving. Yeah. And that is part of the grieving process. Mm. So... Yeah, Rob. That's a whole different thing of just losing maybe a husband or just even it was just the daughter. But she lost both in one day. I can't even imagine, like, being in that type of, like, position. If I lost my wife and my son or daughter, I think I would go crazy. Mm. And on top of having to raise the other children that they had, like, she's also... Hurting, but she has to be strong for them. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that's hard. Yeah, on that, I mean, she's in a position like because she's the wife of Kobe, in in a sense protecting his legacy. Mm-hmm. Um so the things about that are said negatively about him on the mainstream, her protecting it has her it's her duty as a wife. Um so I mean I respect everything that she said and I, I think she definitely comes from a position that I agree with. Um so it's you know, in poor taste for someone that we respect, like I was saying earlier. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I, I support what her comment is. So. Right, right, right. Now, what did you guys think about Meek's comments? Because, you know, Meek went to Instagram or Twitter. Uh, and they Twitter. Were like, Listen. Bro, I'm about to go like on this Meek's comment. <laughs> I got it right Listen, here. What would he say, bro? He says, somebody promo a narrative and y'all follow it. Y'all internet antics cannot stop me. Shit like Zombieland or something. LOL. Sorry for the cursing, though. <laughs> okay, so um, it's like a Zombieland out here. Man, we should have got him on World of mm. Controversy. Like, <laughs> you sound like us, man. It's like, no. man. Um, okay, so um, what I mean, what you think? I mean, again, not out of character for him, but I mean, is he wrong? No, he's not wrong. Uh, if. Everyone's telling you this is too early. Should that be your first reaction? Some people may say no. Um, it's an interesting take, but I got to appreciate it. I'm not going to lie. It almost sounded like me. I think I helped them with the tweet. You know, I helped them with that. <laughs> Yo, he went to my DMs and like, Yo, germ, you. germ. Germ, help me with this one. They're on my backs, you know what I mean? But, yo, it, it's an interesting thing. He holds his he holds his ground. <laughs> I don't know if this line is going to be in the song when it releases. Someone said they may pull the line out. 
No, that might be a good move, meaning that it was for media attention, which is doing its job. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Uh, we already know about the Cardi B offset uh, divorce and how <laughs> literally that was for media attention. Like, literally, that was for nothing but to sell records. There was no way they were getting divorced. They weren't even talking about it. They got back within less than two months. So, um, yeah, they're, they're doing anything just to sell records at this point. Um, so, yeah. But let me, let me ask you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. When I came in, did you say you are going to defend me or – was oh. I was just double checking. I thought that's what I heard when I walked <laughs> in. So if, if you were going to do that, I wanted to hear that that perspective. I just, I just wanted to hear that. Sorry, I came in kind of late, y'all. <laughs> what a controversy! Here we go. Episode we, fourteen. We come with the controversy on here. World of Controversy episode fourteen. Listen, you know what? We got a good ten minutes left. We're really. Chilling. We got some really good guests. We got some really good guests. We actually got three guests. This is the most amount of guests we've had in a while. And um, I- I'm super excited. We're talking Philly. We're talking Meek. We're talking Kobe. Um, and, uh, yeah, I- I'm going to bring um, something to you guys' attention, too. Some of the most controversial rap, um, <laughs> rap lyrics ever. Now, Rick Ross done put a date rape bar in his rap. I don't know if y'all remember that. Um, he was, I remember uh, that. He was featured on Rocky's song. You know it. Uh, some, he, he got in trouble. He, he did got, get he in trouble, but he guy. never got canceled. He never got canceled. So, oh. and, and we already know comedians, I don't want to get him started on comedians, <laughs> but comedians say Wait. stuff all the time. I feel like hip-hop artists are almost on the comedic level where we're letting them say whatever. We already know the, okay, I'm going to keep it a buck. Some stuff that our hip-hop artists today are saying about women, and I'm glad we got some female guests in here. Some of y'all wouldn't even let your boyfriend say this stuff to you. And I'm telling mm. the truth. Let alone a crush, let alone a guy from work, let alone anybody on your block. So how are you letting these national artists make tons of money? People like NBA Youngboy, people like, uh, I mean, I could go down a list. Thug, well, actually Young not Thug. thug not <laughs> Thug. Future. Future. Let's not get on those names, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's let's not get on those names. It's it's a, it's it's a, it's a lot involved. Names and also the culture and breeding this uh, type of content that comes from the top down. I mean, Ooh. think about it. If I'm an employer and I want to bring on said artist, I can kill two birds with one stone. And make sure that I sell and also I'm polluting this particular community with the content that's mm. going to keep them in a position that doesn't allow them to progress. And also, who's buying those records? Okay. Yeah. No, who's buying it? Oh, I mean, majority of the- what? The people. That's what I thought. Pants, she, I thought the you people. were going with that. A majority of them are Caucasian, right? Yeah, the white people. It's all right. I had to, like we can say we can say white people. We, if we can see black, black yeah, people, yeah, you can, can say, say it. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. you ain't getting canceled like, on here, okay? Like, so say I'm it. Not, I'm also not afraid of getting canceled. Like, okay, <laughs> okay. Like, wow, you're in the right place then. Yeah. Don't blame. worry if they come at you. I protect you. All right. It's too early. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I actually kind of agree with you guys. Um, a lot of suburban white kids are buying um, hip-hop. A lot of Caucasian people in general, nothing wrong with it. But I do want to clarify, black people are buying it too. Black people are listening to it too. And um, a lot of this stuff has horrible mantras. 
I always bring up the mantra thing when it comes to hip-hop because I do believe in speaking stuff into existence. Some of this stuff is ridiculous that we listen to. The choruses back and forth in your head. Um, um, I, I, I find it disturbing some of the stuff I've heard. Um, <laughs> some of the yeah. negatives. So what are we going to do about this? Do we need to just cancel hip-hop? No. No. So... I mean, but you agree with me. Maybe we should just cancel hip hop. Okay, so then, like, what about Common? What about Kendrick? What about mm. like Erica Badu? What about Come Scott? On. What about all of these other artists that exist outside J. Cole. of exactly? There are so like you can't just cancel a whole culture because there is a a large majority of focus on you know mumble rap, gangster rap, all of this like. This these these subjects are not the only subjects that make up hip hop. Actually, mm. hip hop was not it's the dominant, though. right. It's, it's the dominant, but the thing is, if you go back to like what the history of hip hop was, it was not about that. So it was like yeah. hip hop culture was not about that. Right. Um, right. But I'm gonna let no no no. I, I wasn't the only thing I was gonna uh, say. I had a couple things earlier, but I'm not gonna bring. I'm gonna go back all the way to the <laughs> thing. Um, but I just feel like it's it's at the end of the day it is the dominant culture and like to his point saying like okay it sounds like we need to cancel hip hop it's almost like you have to do a whole reframing and reworking which who's actually putting in the time to reframe and re- rework hip hop like who's gonna because you almost have to go to every single person to say hey we we as a people who people are already doing it I feel like for for black people mm-hmm. we're trying to be like yo we need to change we need to do more unity type work. We need to do we need to do more black economic type work. We need to listen to different things. The society or or, or the, the industry is trying to make us polluted. But who's listening? I was, like yeah. Who who's yeah, so my thing that's is, my thing. My thing is that I get really annoyed when it's like we even say things like it's the dominant culture because mm. the thing is it's like what are you looking at because if you're looking at something you're only going to see that area that you're focusing on and this is the dominant culture and if my gaze is only focused this way that means I can't even like I can't even fathom the other the other entire universe that is thriving and already has a nice culture and already understands how to practice like healthy conscious rap already understands how to create Art, art that consumes and inspires people to be more progressive, to be more community-centered, to be more... I, like, but it I already just, exists. I feel like we're just so nearsighted, though. Like, I don't... It's it's like, what are you being fed? You know, at the end of the day, what is what is being... And I think Tracy has talked about this before, just like, what is actually being put in your face is usually what you're going to consume the most. So if J. Yeah. Cole is not in the front, if Kendrick or certain... You know, maybe certain Kendrick songs are going to be more elevated than others. Yeah. But if you're putting certain things in people's faces, I do understand that there's like this this, this wide range of what we can listen to. Yeah. But in reality, all we have is what is being put in front of us to consume. We take that yeah. and then we can either try to dig deeper because I'm the type of person who loves to listen to... Um, like uh, underground type stuff. Like I like to find the, the indie artists that nobody knows about and I'm always putting people on indie artists because I try not to always listen to, listen to the dominant culture because I want to create my own, you know, way of listening. But um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I just literally thought of prison in my mind. That's what I saw was prison and that you only get to eat what they're going to give you. You don't get to go and pick your food. Like mm. So here it is. You're stuck here. Here's the music that we're giving you. Here's the sound that we're giving you to consume. And unfortunately, most of our people are on the front lines of listening and consuming that, and they don't ever dive deeper into what else we have to offer. That's true. Because they don't have the opportunity either. Yeah, and to, to, hey. and to, to say, it's, it's by design, because what happens is you got the Kendrick and the J. Coles, but they are few and far between. And what the 
the design of the whole thing is to saturate the market with all the bibby boppy right. and all that stuff that we hear. Yeah. So those those individuals get drowned and they can put out a lot more content and they're they're oversaturating it. So where you're always going to hear them first and then you got to dig to find, you know, J. Cole and stuff like that. And that's yeah. what happens. You know, that's how you drown that conscious rap, because that's always been what's been the transition from the executives that own these record labels. And what we do is have that independent artists own his masters and then we support it that's the that's the change in the dynamic mm, of the whole okay, thing is is the independent now it's not an easy route but the route is independent artists us supporting those independent artists that way we can control the narrative and support what we want to listen to what we want to put out and not be controlled by the employer that owns the record labels that says we're going to saturate the mar market with this crap right. So. right 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 i absolutely agree um, um I have some interesting news, though, before we, like, end this. I found out Meek actually apologized yeah. to Private, right? privately. Not yeah. Publicly. yeah, Not publicly, <laughs> but he had apologized. So yeah. he deserves some respect for that. Yeah. Well, I told him to do that. <laughs> no, you did. Uh, <laughs> when you draw no, as hard go, as I do, look, you know how to do, apologize to people, okay? First of we, all, yeah. Meek got some respect for Kobe. He do. As everybody does. So Unlike when the me, wife but, when yeah. the wife of a legendary star like that comes to you about something you say, right. you are going to apologize. Right. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I do respect Kobe as a person. I do respect Kobe as a person. Um, so we're about to finish it up, but we got three really good people, creatives, artists, and I want them to get the last word on this episode. So if they could just say their Instagram name, where they can follow y'all at, and and just tell us the last word. We're gonna finish it off here. Um, tell us about yourselves where people can follow you at. Uh, so my name is Tracy. You can follow me on Instagram at tracyshopme.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y shot me <laughs> um, on Instagram. Um, I'm new to Philly. I'm from Georgia. And I love the I love the creativity that's here. And um, I see myself engaging with podcasts and YouTube going forward. So, hey, look at look me up. And uh, thank you for allowing me to come and speak. And I am Synovia. You can follow me at I am Synovia, S-A-N-O-V-I-A. -A. Um, you can also follow me at IamSynovia.com. And the last word I have for you is you have everything you need. So go and be great. All right. Mm. Yes. Amen. Yes. I like that. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, um, my name is Namara. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at I am Namara. And that's N-A-M-A-R-A-H. And my last word is actually to let you guys know that Synovia and I are putting together a benefit concert for Dolores White. It's called Sing For Her. That happens March 14th at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And we are raising funds to support Dolores White, who is facing uh, some, some really nasty charges um, in the midst of domestic abuse violence. So if you want to find out more about that, just follow Synovia and myself on Instagram, and you can get more information by clicking the link in our bios. All right. Thank you, guys. This is the Word of Controversy. We are out. See you next time. Amen. See you.